Welcome to Equip This Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipthischurch.com. So, thanks for being with us here tonight. Um, my name is Anna and I'm part of this family. I've been here for 10 years now, which is a long time. Um, some of you are like 11, so <laughs> it's like just after you were born, yeah. Um, so I've grown with people and people have grown with me as well and invested and, um, yeah, and been with us through some things. So I came down um, and studied and graduated and you were with me in that and you celebrated with me. You also were there believing for my first job and you're um, holding, holding up my hand as I was believing as well, um, with us as we got married and as we started our family. And so I just want to thank you for that. We know um, that prayer works and we're thankful for the times that you've prayed with us, um, but also the way you've encouraged and um, invested in our life. And so, yeah, big thank you. And so, yeah, I came down as an 18-year-old ready to change the world. Don't we all? <laughs> um, I was going to study, and then I was going to join the government. Um, that's what I said as an 18-year-old. I didn't know all the words and stuff. And I was going to influence policy through my um, after studying. I was uh, going to see mass reconciliation of generational trauma from colonization. Yeah. Um, I was going to be in the black sticks as well at the same time. I was studying and getting the black sticks. That's the New Zealand hockey team, if you don't know. Um, and I was also going to get a tan because that was my goal as an 18-year-old. Um, and so I was going to do all of these things, and I could still do one of those. Um, I could go into the government sector. <laughs> Probably couldn't get a tan, um, <laughs> but I've consigned to that fact. Um, but I've learnt from being here, from being a part of this church, that God doesn't need all the things that we do, but he's after our heart. And um, it is, eh? Isn't that, um, it's comforting knowing that it doesn't matter what we do, we couldn't do anything more, we couldn't do anything less, but that God is purely after us and our, um, yeah, and our communion with him. And so when I first came down, I started looking around for a good church to be a part of. Um, I actually went to three at the same time and got heavily invested in all of them. So I'd go to church services one after the other, three on a Sunday. And, uh, and I'd go to three different life groups throughout the, the, uh, throughout the week. Needless to say, I did not do a lot of study. Um, but then I got to halfway through the year, and I was just spending some time with God. And I believe he said to me, Anna, stop looking for the perfect church. It doesn't exist. And I said, well, okay then. Wherever I can serve, that's where I'll plant myself. Now, that's a naive thing to say, not knowing that every church or everywhere needs people to serve. And so um, I came in the morning. I was like, can I help out with anything? They're like, yeah, can you do the dishes? And uh, here I am, 10 years later. Um, and tonight, I just want to share with you that serving works. And serving works not so that we can just get things done, but serving builds something within us. One, um, to, to go after things, and uh, yeah, but also it builds our heart for people. And it grows our capacity to see um, people and to love them. And um, so growing up, there were jobs to do. Does anyone know that there are things that need to get done? The older I get, the more that I notice needs getting done, especially washing. Um, yeah, so, ooh, yeah, you're feeling me. Um, and so 
going around the house, we'd have jobs that we had to do. And um, I think I had done quite a lot, and my siblings, you know, may not have done a lot. I just remember the feeling. They probably did their things, but I didn't see it as a teenager. And, um, and my dad asked me to do one more thing, and I was like, okay. Um, and then he just looked at me. He said, you're not doing us any favors, Anna. Like, this is a part of living. This is what we do. Um, and so we serve because it's a part of living. It's not to fill any gaps. It's not to do anyone else any favors, but it's because who we are as followers of Christ. And um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I hope I said his name right, he's a theologist in um, like Nazi Germany. He says, the church is, the on, is only the church when it exists for others, not dominating, but helping and serving. It must tell men of every calling what it means to live for Christ, is to exist for others. And so serving is who we are because it reflects the heart of God, which is that none shall perish, but all should come to know the internal and unwavering love of God. And so that's why it's a part of our everyday. As followers of Christ, we're just reflecting Him. And so it's just what we do. And so first of all tonight, we serve something. Whether we're serving Christ or doing something else, we are serving something. In a widely used passage of Scripture, when Joshua is leading the Israelites, he reminds them of all that God has done for them. He pulled them out of Egypt. He has given them great victories, and he set them up in this land um, of cities that they did not build, and um, they're eating of food that they did not plant. God has done all these great things. And then he says in 24, oh, Joshua 24, verse 14 to 15, he says, So fear the Lord. And serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols of your ancestors and serve the Lord alone. And then he goes on to say, Choose today whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so serving is a choice. It's part of our everyday living as we're followers of Christ, but it is a choice. Whether we realize it or not, we are serving something. That could be our own ambitions or goals. It could be our ideas or ideologies. Um, it could be serving our fears or anxieties. But we serve something. When we get into this place of what am I serving, could we remind ourselves of all that God has done, um, of who he is, to get into his presence and experience his goodness and choose to serve him above all. And then all these other things will fall into place. You're with me tonight. So serving is a choice. Second of all, serving is a way of life that makes way in life. So, yeah, so it's a way of living. It's just part of who we are, but it also makes a way. Um, as we spend time with God, it aligns us with him and becomes a part of who we are. Joseph is a great example of this. And some commentaries will say that he, in a way that Joseph foreshadows Christ and um, the nature of Jesus, that God was with him and that um, people's lines were redeemed through um, how Josh, J J J Joseph, <laughs> Joseph submitted himself to God and allowed him to use him. And so um, we're going to 
read or give you a summary of Joseph's life because it's quite a big chunk of the Bible, but I think we need to see the whole timeline. So we've got a couple of illustrations, I think. Yeah, we've got a couple of illustrations. Can you chuck up the first one? And I'll use my beautiful storytelling voice just to overview it. So the story of Joseph. There was a man called Joseph. He had 11 brothers. His brothers kind of loathed him because he was the favorite and made it known. (laughs) Some of us can relate to that. I've got a personal uh, image here. (laughs) This is the favorite in our family, and he definitely makes it known. In fact, he bought himself a Christmas decoration that says, Mum's favorite. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway. So it was made known. Joseph's dad gave him a beautiful coat of many colors. And Joseph started having prophetic dreams, particularly about things that started bowing down to him. And there was God speaking to him about the big plans that he had. His brothers conspired against him and sold him for some money. And then he was taken away as a slave but it's not over. Can everyone say, it's not over? Yeah, we're engaging to that. Okay, Joseph was led to Egypt and was a foreigner in a strange land, but the Lord was with him. He began to work for Potiphar, who was a wealthy and powerful man with a big house, and he, where he served, and he grew in favor in Potiphar's eyes. But then he was wrongfully accused of misconduct and thrown into prison. Oh, but it's not over. Say, it's not over. (laughs) The Lord was still with him. The guards allowed him to help out around the prison where he grew in favor and was given responsibility. um, Then he went on to interpret some dreams from his fellow prison mates. And he said, oh, when you go out, can you remember me? But they didn't, and he was still in jail for another two years. But it's not over. Thank you. Um, The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. He interpreted, uh, then that took him up into Pharaoh's court and he interpreted some dreams for Pharaoh and grew in favor in his eyes. And then he was given responsibility over um, like all of Pharaoh's domain during a famine and he was administering and doing all of those things. And through a series of interactions, Joseph was then in a position to help save his family and eventually reconciling. And Pharaoh gave them space and they grew in strength and numbers and became the nation of Israel. Amen? There was a space bill. I didn't know how to sign that off. Um, <laughs> and so I just want to encourage you to read that story for yourself because there will be things that stick out to you. And um, what really sticks out to me is the way that in everything, through the highs and the lows and the highs and the lows and the it's not over and it's, it's still not over and it's still not over and people still haven't bowed down to me, but it's not over because I believe in God um, and what he says will be done. Um, is the way that it was just a way of living that Joseph chose to serve in whatever circumstance he was in. And I think that is because he knew that God was with him. So he was in communion with God Um, yeah, and so as we serve in communion with God, it creates a way for him to move. He was able to 
move through the interpreting of dreams in the prison. He was able to move in, um, in the space of Pharaoh, and it set Joseph up to eventually reconcile with his family. And so Colossians 3, verse 23 says, Work willingly at what you do, as though you were working for God and not for people. You don't know what will happen through the small, everyday things that you're doing. And so work willingly and serve in every space that you are. And just to uh, share a personal testimony of that, um, there was one year where um, over the summer I felt like God told me to, um, to say yes to the opportunities that I could um, in order to serve. Um, and so one of those was during O-Week, and um, I'm not really into it, but someone said, oh, we need someone to come and serve on Red Frogs. Can you do it? And I was like, this is really outside my comfort zone, but I'll come along. And so I served at Red Frogs on the, one of the first nights of O-Week, and I met this girl who had come into church with her family one time, and I'd met her then, um, and then she was out as a, you know, not... Uh, you know, first time out of high school, going off and doing your own thing. And I was able to look after her and share some time with her on the first day. <clears throat> the next day she was walking through university and we were just at the um, young adults camp, connecting with, oh, you know, tent camp thing, um, connecting with people. And she walked past and we just got chatting again and she was like, oh, so, you know, what are you looking forward to this year? Um, and I was like, well, I'd really love to get a job. And she said, oh, well, my mum runs this thing, um, and you can come and apply here, and you'll be able to get a job. So I gave my CV to the email that she, um, that she said, and I went into this interview. And as I walked into this interview, the mum comes up to me, and she's like, Anna, I've never met you, but that's okay. <laughs> she's like, Anna, um, yes, yes, now I know all about you. And as I walked into the office with all the other people who ran um, the work, she was like, this is Anna. She's going to work for us, and she's a really good worker. In fact, like, she's probably going to be one of our best workers. I was like, you don't know me, but thanks. And then through working there, I was able to get, um, I was able to ask for things in terms of how I would like to work, um, which not many people would do. they just take what they get. Um, but I was able to ask her for things. And then eventually she said, oh, aren't you part of a youth group? Don't you guys like fundraise for things? Um, would you like to come and have a volunteer section and you guys can make money? And so every um, event that popped up, she would message and say, would you guys like to come and volunteer? And what it meant was that as we were fundraising for camps, plugs, summer revolutions coming up, think of ways that you can support young people. Um, but as we were getting ready for camps and stuff, it meant that people could come and work for a couple of hours and it would actually pay off for half of their camp already. And so through just serving in the spaces that we could, it meant that it opened up opportunities in other spaces that we didn't have to work for. And we never went asking, it just came and found us. Yeah, so serving is as a way of living that makes a way in living. It's also a choice. But I also believe that serving removes barriers. In Matthew 20, verse 25 to 28, it says, Rulers lord it over people, but among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be a slave. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve others and give himself as a ransom for many. 
Jesus' greatest act of service laid down his life to remove the partition between us and God. And so through service, he removed our barrier. Not because he had to, but out of love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And you can finish that one off. (laughs) But his action was born out of love. And so if we're going to be a people who um, serve others and see communities change through what we do, it's born out of love for God and out of love for people. So serving works when it comes from a place of love. 1 John 4 verse 16 to 19 says, We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear, but perfect love expels all fear. If we were afraid, it is for fear of being punished. And this shows us that we have not fully experienced this perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. Can I invite the music team to join me tonight? So Jesus served us out of love, and now we live in his love. Then we love others. So my thought for this evening, if you don't take anything else away, is that serving is the action of love. And I've got a couple of testimonies that I'd love to share from you, and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, So, yeah, part of some of the things we've done over the years is um, we took Revolution Tour into schools. And at the time, I was a youth leader, and um, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, But I walked into the school, and someone said, oh, you should come and meet my friend. And they took me basically from the front gate to go and meet their friend. And they said, oh, this is Anna. Um, And the first thing she said to me was, I'm never going to step foot in your church. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. (laughs) Um, Anna, um, yeah, it was a a very strange interaction on the first time meeting. Um, Yeah, and so I was like, that's okay. We're just here to have a good time today. And I'd like, you know, have a sausage um, (laughs) and enjoy the music and uh, have a good time. We're just here um, to show that we care about young people and that we want to invest in that. Um, and she was like, okay, cool. She had a good time. And then what happened was a couple of weeks later, I went along to some of our young people's netball game. And this girl was on the team. And she twisted her ankle. And just so happens that strapping ankles is the one thing that I can do. And she was like, I always twist my ankle. Can you just like strap it? And then as I was strapping, she goes, why, why are you even here? And I was like, well, I love sport and I love these girls. And so I thought, why not come along and it'll be a good time. She was like, but you don't have to touch my feet. Um, even though I asked you, like, why are you even touching my feet? I was like, oh, because why not? Like, that's what we can do. I'm able to do this. And so here I am. What happened was the next Friday... She came along to youth and gave her heart to Christ. And for the next two years, she started, um, you know, she was bringing friends along into this space. And so one act of service, I was like, that's okay, I'll just turn up and this is what I have. Um, She came and received Christ and she brought other people into this space as well. 
There was also one year, at this, oh, the same year, and I said, God, I'll take any opportunity. I believe he said, well, just go and volunteer your time. You're a student, you've got lots of time. So you, yeah, I was like, right, I'll go um, down to a high school and say, here's what I've got, can you use me? And they said, oh, well, you play hockey, you could go and be a coach. It's like, man, I'll do that. And uh, well, you're at uni, so you must be able to read, can you go and help out at a homework club? I was like, man, I can do that too. So as part of this um, hockey coach, coaching role, um, I just go down on to practices early on a Thursday morning and um, to the games and support. <laughs> and um, we went away to the school tournament and I was sharing a room with a staff member. And over that time, over the course of the week, she just opened up about some of her um, past situations um, circumstances that she had courage to leave but wasn't able to didn't know where to go from there I was like well um, like people love you and they're ready to walk alongside you and I didn't see anything in that moment she was like oh yeah church maybe but what she did do was send me a message and say thank you for um, listening to me and hearing me I've been able to go and seek out a counsellor and I've found, I've started this process of healing, which is massive to come from like someone nearly twice your age. Um, yeah. And another story through that, um, through that hockey team was I made it my mission to serve God through that, to serve God and to serve people. And the team was like not very good. They lost every single game. And I just, I just committed to turning up to every practice and to have a positive attitude in, at every game. And I was talking to this girl, she came along to homework club and I, she was like, you know, the only thing I'm good at is hockey. And I, in my mind, I was like, you're not really good at that. But, <laughs> but by committing to turning up consistently and to encouraging people and serving through that, she believed that she could do hockey and that she was really good. And so I wonder if we go into spaces knowing that our words have power and as we choose to consistently turn up and serve, what could happen and what could that do for people? And finally, my last story is about a work colleague and she was sharing in the staff room, there was no one else there, that, um, that she was having some like marriage difficulties. And I wasn't married and I didn't really know anything about relationships. <laughs> I was like, oh, well like, do you want someone to babysit and you can go out? And she took me up on the offer. I wasn't able to do it, but um, we were fundraising again at the time. And um, one of our young people were able to go and look after her boys. And after that, she came back to me and said, after this guy looked after my boys, they have wanted to know a lot more about God. And she came along to our Christmas service um, and I don't think she responded, but I got a message um, maybe six months later after she'd moved away. And she said, um, you know, after coming to your church and after the way that you served, um, it's really changed my family's life. My boys are now taking me to church. Um, and I don't know if she's consistent, but she's heard the gospel and she knows that there is something about Christ that gives her hope. <clears throat> and so how I want to sign off tonight is, if we choose to serve from a place of deep love for people, I believe it will create opportunities that open windows of hope. That open windows that um, 
in which people can catch glimpses of the heart of God. We don't serve to get. We don't serve because it will remove all the barriers, even though I believe it does. But serving works if it's going to change a community and see the power of God move in and through us. And so first of all, choose to serve. It's a way of living that makes a way in our everyday. Eh? <laughs> and it removes barriers. And um, we've all been given a gift. So let's use them to serve each other. And I just invite us. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.